Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Fan Bros. That's right, this is Fan Bros Show Special Delivery where we usually cover all the hottest news in TV, what's popping on your television shit. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. the Internet's P.D. Green, in the house, in the ah. spaceship tonight. <laughs> oh, you like that? You like that out there, yeah, Kimsonian, who is joining me in the spaceship. That's right, I said I'm the Internet's P.D. Green. That's a good one, man. Don Cheadle. Don yeah. Cheadle himself. That's yes, right. Don Cheadle himself. Shout out to Don Cheadle. Shout out to the real live Petey Green. Shout out to Kim Sony. And how you doing, brother? Hey, man. You know, chilling here back on a special delivery. It's kind of a rough night, though, Ben. I mean, it really is, Kim Sony. And like we say on Fanbro Show, we are the voice of the urban geek. And lately, I've been thinking about that, Kimsonian. Like, you know, we definitely cover the geek side of being the voice in the urban geek. But lately, I feel like we really haven't done a good enough job on the urban side. What do you mean by that, Ben? How do you define urban? Well, I define urban as people of the culture that can relate to what we're talking about on Fanbro's show. Being the outcasts, the outsiders, you know, of any given culture. And not fully being able to express yourself in that culture all the times. So that's what I feel is the voice of the urban geek. You know, I don't want to just say it's black, it's white, it's Hispanic, it's anything. It's all of the above. The outcast. You know what I'm saying. I like that. I like that. That sounds, uh, that's the best definition of urban that I've ever heard, actually. Well, that's awesome. You know, I hope, you know, shout out to outcast, AT Aliens, of course. Bit Boy Andre. Speaking of Bit Boy, I mean, he's directly related to our rough night. What I want to talk about right now, before we get into all the TV news, we have to talk about what's going on in the world of the urban side of the urban geek. And right now, Kim Sony and I. Yeah, I, I really don't even know how to say it. Everyone knows what's going on in the world right now. Mike Brown was shot in Ferguson. The autopsy reports just came out tonight, folks. It appears he was shot six times or more, all to the front of his body. There's no gunpowder residue on him. So the original police story about how he was wrestling for the gun and a shot went off in the car can't be true. Pretty much everything the police have said up to this point isn't true. There's rioting in Ferguson as we speak. Uh, I'm I'm just distrusted beyond belief right now, Kimsonian. It's like the value of being black in America has never been that great, and lately it has just gone. It I mean, it's always in the pits, and it's just when it's rem- we're reminded of it that we realize how little our lives can mean here. Yeah, a lot of dust is being raised, you know. I got to say, it's changing the face of kind of the imagery of, I guess, urban, you know, people of color in the city or in the suburbs. This is a 75, this is a community that's 75% black. The police force is, you know, 
what is it? Almost 100% white. There's three black officers and a force of 53. Right. So you get the, the, the way that the authority is being imposed on a community. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of people who can relate, um, but I'm assuming for the most part the way these police are coming down on these young people. These are young. Most of it is, is young men. We even saw a picture of a kid who was like six and his mom was, they were probably peacefully protesting and he's got tear gas in his eyes and, you know, tear gas does not discriminate. So nor do rubber bullets, which they've also fired upon the crowd, Um, which they, they, they've been doing this actually every time there was, there's been a, a big kind of protest and on mass like this yeah. that, that turned violent. They were always resorting to, you know, the rubber bullets, but, but the problem is it hasn't been that the protests have turned violent. The police have turned the protests violent. These have been peaceful protests with people walking with their hands in the air. Police have told them to disperse instead of obeying their constitutional rights to gather and protest. The police have then started shooting, firing tear gas, inciting the violence, which then comes afterwards, obviously. So, yeah. And the, the, you know, the new figurehead that the quote unquote new figurehead of authority that they got in from the, I guess it was the state troopers or something. The, the, you know, the black figurehead came in to seem like he was going to protect and, really look out for the rights of the people protesting, whether whoever they are, whatever color they were. And it seems like just tonight, that whole thing just went south down the tubes. And I don't think you can really trust any of the authority figures in, in Ferguson. I mean, you couldn't either way, you know, but this even proves it more. So, Yeah, um, it's it's a really difficult time for all of us right now, especially us at Fanbro Show and all of you out there. We know you're all feeling this. We don't want to spend all night on this, and I mean, I could easily spend all night on this, but I know you tune into us to hear the other side of the story, the geek side, so we're not going to spend all night on this, but I just have to say, you know, bless to everyone, God bless to everyone out there, and just, I don't know, man, stay safe, stay woke, because people are lying, the media is lying to you, when the media isn't lying to you, the police in Ferguson aren't allowing the media to tell the story. There's just a lot of misinformation out there right now, and no one knows what's really going on other than the people there. So, And thank goodness for the tech side of things. You know, I mean, I think this is one of the better uses of social media in a real-time situation. Twitter is off the hook right now. If you have the right feeds, if you can find out what's happening, you're going to get the stuff that the news will not tell you and definitely not what you know the ferguson authorities are going to be sharing with you so um i really feel like this is where you know you have the tool in your hands to educate yourself like you said ben i mean stay woke yeah most definitely and kim sony and i really don't know how we can go on but we have to oh geez especially talking about this i mean true blood final season next to final episode what was the name of this mess? This was called Love is to Die, Ben. And, you know, I'm going to have to change up the tone a little bit. Um, I'm going to hate on this, but I'm going to hate in a, in, a, in a very upbeat manner. All right. All right. I like that. <laughs> so um, this was totally not the episode. After last week, I thought that they had hit a stride where they could balance their soap opera-ness with some action. And I think the ideal formula would be 80% action, 20% soap opera. 
And this episode was the actual reverse. It was 80% <laughs> soap opera and literally maybe 5% action and 15%, I don't know, like r- random stuff about people that you kind of, I don't know if you really care about. Ah. But, uh, I mean, one of the biggest re- revelations or things to happen in this episode is, first off, we, we realized that Bill doesn't want to be cured for some reason. Then it happens that Jessica is released from his, uh, I guess, his control or influence. And uh, Sam, you know, the mayor, just bounced with his pregnant wife and left a letter for people. I almost and forgot they, about that. Jeez. And so there you have it. You know, the the story continues. That said, it's presented in such a dull way or such a passive way for me that it's hard for me to really 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 get into it um i guess it's really just for those who've hung in all these years and who've been with them every season and so i guess people are getting a joy out of seeing some of these stories wrap up again yeah definitely this is definitely an episode where it was all about for the long-term viewer of true blood and i'm one of those people i've seen pretty much every episode of true blood i've enjoyed it you know better and worse at times it depends you know there were great seasons like season three i think with the witch that was like you know that was an epic season and then there was this season it's just yeah and i'm even as a long time viewer i love seeing you know hoyt and jessica back together i can't front because you know i love hoyt he got the you know short end of the stick and his whole dealings on true blood and it's good to see him finally get back with his woman you know, all that blah, blah, blah. The mess with Jason Stackhouse's, and I mean, Stackhouse and Hoyt's ex, though, I could care less about. Uh, there was, once again, very little speaking lines, if any, from Lafayette. And like I always say, that's pretty much how you can judge an episode of True Blood is how much Lafayette talks. He didn't talk in this episode, and this episode suffered for it. I agree, and I feel like they highlight these conversations that could easily be covered or, you know what, completely abandoned and not really necessary to what's really driving the overall show. But they do have to cover, you know, 55 minutes. I just feel like other shows do it better that are on cable, and they have so much to to work with. But I don't know. Maybe they were just phoning it in at this point. I'm not sure. But anyway, one more episode left, and then just like as – resurrection came and went true blood will come and go and you know sunday nights will be i guess not the same but uh at least i won't need to watch true blood no no you won't and before we you know put it to rest like we say this is the pin pin ultimate episode of true blood that's right yeah the next episode will be the last one so they're kind of just setting everything up you know as they call it a table setting episode so we'll see how it ends before we just completely write this season off and one last thing i do have to say as much as i want lafayette to give a get a spinoff from this show i really want uh eric northman's actor stars guard stellan or that's his father right uh, right, Alexander. Alexander Skarsgård. I need him. I, I'd love to see him in like even a Marvel movie, you know? Oh, yeah. Because I want to see this dude get more roles, and I hope he doesn't get typecast or anything where he doesn't get, you know. But I think he's good for that because he's a great actor. Great moments in this episode, as always. That's one other barometer of True Blood is when you get more Eric on screen time, the show is much better, too. 
That's true. I agree with that. And the Yakuza, man. I mean, of course. you know, of there's course. women with all this stuff. Every episode could be a 10. Yeah. And they stay at a like a three and then they hover sometimes to a five. <laughs> but they're Japanese, really. Yeah. Japanese Elvis needed more, much more screen time than he's getting lately. Yeah. Too. So we'll see one more episode. Yep. And then it's all over. It's over. Uh, but speaking of vampires, we have to say another show, The Strain on FX. I'm telling you, Ben, this one is gunning for the number one spot for me. This is taking over. It's consistent. Whether you like it or not, it's consistent. You get the thrills. You get the shock. The story is still evolving. Um, this episode tonight called Occultation. Um you know, really, we're getting to that point where people who are infected, you know, it's becoming public knowledge. It's not a secret anymore. It's not just in the subways. No, this season, I mean, this episode, Occultation, was pretty much about the eclipse, this random ass eclipse, which is like the worst timing for eclipse in a show ever. When you have vampires on the rise, just, you know, coming over and it's getting buck wild in the city of New York right now on the strain. Like, the vampire is out. They're eating people left and right. The strain is spreading. We're also seeing, you know, our Hispanic brother. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. And Bidman, his friend, it's tight on him right now. Like, they're going to jail. I love how, like I always said, I love how the separate storylines in the strain are all coming together. And you see, like, the team of vampire hunters being formed. And even though you see the character of um, Van Helsing, you know, the Van Helsing archetype, like even this episode, he tries to recruit the taxi driver, you know, but he he doesn't even realize it, that his team is already being formed. Right, 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 right. I love how the show pits all these people, you know, in their own circumstances, but are slowly leading them, you know, at some point it's got to converge or if it doesn't. You know, everybody's removed, like, basically by one degree. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like, they're, yeah, since I didn't read the books, I don't know exactly where the story's going. But like you said, you know, all this, it seems like they're going to come together or this, you know, the, the, the team is really assembling in a weird, circuitous kind of way. Um, but what I really do like about the show, again, is its consistency. And there's always something new that's revealed or whether it be an action sequence or it's not even about the plot information necessarily, but if there's something like uh, a certain way that somebody eats somebody else or the tongue flies out or, you know, this episode we saw one of the the uh, uh, guys at the um, uh, at phase um, exterminator uh, headquarters when he opened the window and we got a real good look at what a vampire looks like when he burns. And of course we've seen it in many other shows, but for this show, that's a little, you know, it was something new. It was a new revelation. We're learning something else about their biology. Um, And I don't know if everybody knows that out there yet. You know, he kind of discovers it because he went down into the tunnels and then when he came back up, he saw that they weren't, when the guys following him hesitated to the sunlight. So anyway, small things. Of course, people familiar with vampire lore, nothing's really new, uh, but it is presented in a very original way, and I appreciate that. Most definitely. And I also love how on this show, the strain and like people know that they're vampires. Like Vampires exist in this world. You know, It's not like 
like on The Walking Dead, when they first see zombies, they don't, you know, they never call them zombies, and they're never like, oh, if we shoot them in the head, they'll die. You know, they don't, they don't know that. They don't. The zombie movies just don't exist in that universe or whatever. But you know, in the strain, dude has already been like Dracula. You know, so right, know. right, so, right, right, right. So you right, know, people right. aren't gonna once they figure out what it is, they'll be able to battle them more effectively. Like dude did. You know, he's like, okay, sunlight hurts them, so he's thinking in his head already. These guys are like some type of vampire type type mess, and I'm gonna handle them like that. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So definitely another good episode of The Strain, you know, very well done. Definitely one of my favorite shows on right now. So shout out to everyone behind it, the creators doing an excellent job, excellent first season. FX, you know, you're on fire right now, moving into the spot. So. I mean, they got Gotham coming up next month. So wow, you, I didn't, I, I forgot that was on FX, and that's gonna be the super, you know, the super nerd, uh, Damn. you know, I mean, fan bro show. So I mean, Gotham really has a chance of being good. I didn't, I didn't expect that because you know, um, they got Sons of Anarchy, now they right. got the Strain. So right, wow, right. I think, I think, uh, Strain might lead into Gotham. I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't go geek out on the TV schedules yet, but um. Yeah, I just felt like, you know, FX is really, you know, bringing it. But they, they they would justify, they get a lot of, there's a few shows on FX that get, you know, traction. And, you know, back in the day it was The Shield. It's not like yeah. they're, you know, they're sitting. New to this, okay. Yeah, exactly. They've had it, their runs. The thing is, lately, HBO with Game of Thrones has just been putting the smack down on everybody on yeah. Sunday nights. And basically, HBO's owned Sunday nights since The Sopranos. So you're going on like 10, you know, 11, 12 years run of just killing it um, with adult programming. So, you well, know, the stra- great. it's really great how they programmed The Strain then, too, to follow up True Blood on Sunday so you can watch both of them. And right. you can see vampires done well on one show and, you know, a soap opera on the other. Exactly, exactly. And, and uh, yeah, so The Strain, you know, keeping it going, consistent. I'm excited to see what happens next. I love uh, Zatrakian, you know, the Van Helsing character, like you mentioned before. I think he, to me, is the real uh, kind of linchpin to the whole thing. And um, so, you know, just excited about what they're going to bring on. Most definitely. But speaking of soap operas, <laughs> we do have one last show to cover tonight. Man, you're, you're killing these segues, man. Hey. You are just, you're just smooth. <laughs> blending blending the segues. <laughs> That's like what I DJ. do, man. <laughs> no. DJ Ben Ha, you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. So are you going to be Ben Ha or are you? Are, what's going on with that? We got to talk about this on the show. Are you you're going to do a name change? You're going to change it to a symbol? Or something unpronounceable, or we'll, we'll we'll get into that later. You know, we we got a long week ahead of us. But right now, let's talk about the other soap opera that we're watching. Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> There's mm. a, the huge Benjamin sigh. That could only mean an extant episode. You must be talking about most definitely extant on CBS. Another week. No Halle Berry puppy dog eyes this week, though. Actually, Halle Berry got cut against her on this week. I had to give her props where props are due. You know, she didn't puppy dog eye it. In this, in this episode, she was using the full-on guilt game. Like, her guilt game was so serious in this episode. She was guilting her best friend, a little guilt towards the husband. The guilt game was super in this episode of Ed Stamp. 
She flipped it. I think this is the 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 episode where the character really goes into uh, a more. She was very passive and inquisitive before, and basically lost, like you said, puppy yeah. eyes. And now she's taking it. She has all the information she needs, and now she's putting it to work. And she's even helping the the dude who's off uh, off the grid. I forget the other astronaut's name, but she's even helping him get to his where he needs to go mentally. I guess you know. Um, I still have to say I, they're kind of uh, they're kind of bringing me to a weird place with this uh, the assistant to her husband who also helped create Ethan and she's got the bionic legs yeah and, and now we're doing this story with her and her love interest with another bionic dude or whatever and it's uh, like but I don't think the bionic dude is her love interest I'm already suspecting him as being a spy of some sort. You know, and I felt that because he kind of rolled up into the lab, and most of the time you wouldn't show somebody in the lab if they're no. not kind of peeping the steez of what's going on around. Um, the same time, I, I feel like I don't care what's happening with her. Like, even if he is a spy, he, she's not somebody that's intriguing to me. And if she provides a hole to the whole, like, like a, an entryway for more uh, failure, I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of lazy to me. She's not. She's not that important. Um, and then at the same time, this thing with Ethan is still bugging me. Although this episode, he was able to, I have a problem with the fact that they're spending, they have these two parallel stories that don't converge. And then this episode, it sort of converged when he broke the code, this alien encryption code or some super crazy encryption code. Um, and so I felt like he actually participated in something that advances the overall story. So we'll see um, where that leads. Yeah. Overall, you know, Extant, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not bad. At this point in the season, that's about as much as I can say. I feel like it's really, and I hate to be ageist or anything, but I do feel like it's kind of for like the 45 and up. Wow. Like I feel like Ooh. it's like for the, I mean, it is CBS, right? CBS is not really... Gunning for the eighteen to thirty-four male demographic, so I feel like with Gravity and a few other shows or series that have like mainstream, you know, uh, female characters that lock everything down. I'm sure there's a million examples I'm forgetting, but I feel like she's really trying to. It's not like the smartest sci-fi. It's not the wittiest or the quickest in fact i think it's the one show that always explains what they're doing as they do it <laughs> as if you you know what i mean and that's like from what i understand the worst type of tv writing where you're actually saying what you're doing and explaining to each other as you go through it um so anyway i'm gonna stick with it i gotta say i'm gonna stick with it just to see where it goes. It's another resurrection for me. It's definitely a resurrection territory right now. Um, wow. Although, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it that low now. That's, that's uh, a new level. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I think um, um, writing-wise, it's there. What they do have going for them is some really nice special effects. And, and uh, I mean, you know, some genuine effort to make it look sci-fi whereas resurrection just stayed on that sunlight sunny day light kind of thing <laughs> i don't even know i'm still talking about this show it's been off the air for like <laughs> i don't know how long it's haunting you 
it's coming back. You right ben, now. they got season two on the horizon coming yeah, back. Very soon. So, you know, get ready, folks. <laughs> but I think that's about it. That's all we can say tonight. You know, special delivery, fan bro show. Like we said before, the voice of the urban geek. Shout out to all the artists who have been covering Ferguson or saying something. Shout out to everyone out there on Twitter who's been saying anything, you know, keeping this news alive, keeping the word out there. Shout out to all the shows we covered tonight, of course. You know, Extant, True Blood, ending next week. The Strain, probably the best out of everything we covered tonight. Uh, you gave up on that other joint with the demons or whatever? Oh, Dominion had yeah. its uh, season finale last week, and I did not give up. I watched it all the way through. Funny enough, I had to look around to say I hadn't heard whether it had been greenlit for a second season yet. Mm. Helix, which doesn't have the breadth and the scope and probably not the budget and, or the numbers, the sci-fi show Helix that I really was plugging a few months back, yep. did get greenlit for a second season. Nice. And, but Dominion, which had great number, Uh-oh. much better numbers, the creator of Dominion, as of I think a couple of days ago after it uh, finished, said that, or last week, said that he's he's pretty sure it's going to happen. He's just waiting to hear. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that it's going to happen. Uh oh. But well, I, uh, I, yeah, I feel like they ended it on a cliffhanger. It's not a cliffhanger necessarily, but there's so much more to resolve, and I don't think they would just end it there. True, indeed. Uh, shout out to another co- we, uh, another show we gave a little run to was Power. It actually did get renewed, Jimsonian. It was oh. renewed. Yeah, it was renewed very early in its run. Actually, they you know the ratings have obviously been good. I enjoyed the whole season of Power, so shout out to that. Uh, also, our homie LOYC has been telling me to check out, uh, is it gang-related, I think, with the RZA? I'm not sure, but I've heard that's a dope one. Shout out. Let us know out there, a fan bro show, what else we're missing. Like I said, we're enjoying the strain most of all, but if we're missing anything out there, let us know. And as always, this has been your boy, Ben, I mean, Internet's Petey Green with the homie Kimsonian, fan bro show. Thank you, God bless, and good night.